0: Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Monsieur Mangus here, checking in from the nation's capital. Welcome you back for another wacky weekend with the stew crew. Disrupting the industry and thinning the herd is what we're here to do, so let's go ahead and meet the crew. Coming to us live from Richmond, Virginia, Tommy Lasagna. How we doing?
1: I'm doing good, Gardner. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks for asking me, and uh, thanks for having me tonight. I don't know why we're talking about this, but... uh... Let's just keep we're, going. We're changing it up, brother. We're changing it up. like to do things right, differently all
0: right. here. All right. That's enough of that shit. Wow. Coming to us live from New York City. Harry Doug, how we doing?
2: Uh, we're doing well, fellas. I will not be talking in a stupid voice such as yourselves. Bro, but, nothing uh, stupid
0: about it. Bob Bob has built a fucking empire off of it.
2: Sort of. But, <laughs> But, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, and, you know, honestly, I'm just happy that, you know, Christopher Columbus existed. So I got Monday off today.
0: Yeah, man, it's Indigenous People Day, but we can, uh, we can, I think that's the perfect uh, cue to kick it off, so.
3: I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I supposed to be the franchise player and we in here talking about practice. Got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom
0: Brady. uh, Excited to have you guys here tonight. Packed agenda. So, as always, we're going to give you a run through about what we're talking about. World of Entertainment is going to kick us off with our banner segment Uh, the banner you need to get you through the boring ass work week. We're going to talk sports, give you a little bit of uh, our recap on NFL Week 6, injury updates, hot takes, and much more. Plus, we feel much obliged uh, and obligated to get you all up to speed on the MLB playoffs. So Tommy Lozana and uh, Harry Douglas will be doing so, and then we'll close things out uh, strong and serenade you with some music history. So let's go ahead and kick it off here, warm it up, get things going. Um, didn't want to continue to expose our IQ with those trivia questions, even though we killed it last week. Um, so I wanted to try something new here. wanted to talk about, uh, fall, which is in full effect here. And I want to talk about your fall favorites. What are some of the things that you cherish the most in the fall? Uh, apple pies, pumpkin pie, spaghetti squash, apples. What, uh, what gets you going What you know, what gets you going?
1: um halloween candy can is that an option here
0: anything can be put on the table in october man it's a, it's I mean, a, it's a funky month
1: I, I, I live in like a, a nice quiet little neighborhood lots of houses and i think i'm going to be that asshole that just goes door to door looking for the houses that leave the the bucket up front for the take one and i'm just going to empty that shit and and eat it myself
0: that seems like a really quick way to get in trouble. Yeah, I would agree.
2: Tom, you're gonna put out.
0: Tom, you gonna have candy
2: put out for your uh, for the trick or treaters. Uh,
1: is is Halloween on a weekday this year? It's Thursday. I think it's on a Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll probably I'll probably uh, do a little handing out myself. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm at that age now where I can appreciate the the little get ups that all the little kids are doing, and uh, I don't know, maybe even spook one or two of them. <laughs>
0: yeah no you're definitely going to jail um <laughs> all right well the candy the candy, yeah, the candy yeah. is kind of a cop out i think uh i think pie when i think fall man i i dig me a good pie good apple pie good pumpkin pie if you're a pie hater ah, don't know if i can trust you
1: i'm gonna be honest i'm not a big pie crust guy i don't Ooh. i don't know it's just like dry and crumbly and like it's just not me
2: I don't, really, I don't really mess with pie too much. I don't know what that says about me, but I don't really care.
0: <laughs> what is wrong with you?
2: I dude? just, I, for whatever reason, I just have always kind of like, you know, Thanksgiving comes around and, and, you know, everyone always has pie for dessert. And I'm always like, ah, I guess I'll just have some ice cream.
0: You like Pop-Tarts?
2: I haven't had a Pop-Tart in maybe seven years.
0: Yeah, but you still like them.
2: I think that would constitute me not liking them not having no, I, would, I think that
0: i think that would just insinuate that you've grown up and you're an adult. Pie is a an adult pop tart. Eh, eh, I
2: see where you're coming from. That's a uh, that's a that's not true. Come on.
0: Oh, dude, it's just fucking crust jam with some some goo. Flavored goo. <clears throat> Strawberry, apple, you know, pumpkin's kind of the only one that's gone rogue there and just like has no crust on the outside, going I think, naked. I think,
2: I think a brown sugar pop tart was the only one that I ever really fucked with. Yeah, oh, that was good.
0: Jesus, dude, strawberry s'mores, like, ah, oh, man. All right, well, Gardner, <laughs> Gardner's about to have a I, conniption. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on here. I feel like you, you
2: think you know somebody, you know.
0: No, you you truly do. I, you think you know somebody? Oh my God, my sister is calling me all right now. It's blowing up on my computer. All
1: right, get out of should here. We, man. Should we should we have her on?
0: No, 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 no. She's too scary. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's move on. Now that we're warm, quick PSA on the topic uh, here of October. <clears throat> Every dump that you take in October uh, shall be called a spooky dookie from here on forth. So. Just uh, sit with that. Um, enjoy it.
2: If you want to lose friends, call your poops in October, Spooky Dookies.
0: Yeah. No, I don't know if you'll lose friends because most of them, you know, hopefully are committed. But you'll certainly lose your job if you say that you have to excuse yourself to take <laughs> a Spooky Dookie. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not going to tell All right. Well, let's talk uh, some more serious stuff here. I got entertainment updates. Uh, Something that we've kind of brought in as a segment here, Entertainment Corner. Um, Mentioned that I was going to go see The Joker. Want to just highlight again that it is fucking phenomenal. I'm glad that I discredited all the haters. Um, I think it's going to win bigly at the awards. Not necessarily best picture because there's always some heat that comes in uh, over Thanksgiving and and Christmas. Obviously starting off with The Irishman. Um, But... You know, best actor, best set, best soundtrack, costume, makeup. I mean, I think they just fucking nailed it. So um, I gave it an 8 out of 10, um, which is, you know, pretty goddamn good. So uh, go and see it for sure. Um, Next up, had a little chat about it with Tommy Lasagna. Have not seen it myself, but El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Crushed it, ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe Tom gave it a nine out of ten. So yeah. that's a must see. Did you,
1: you said I thought it was an eight or nine out of ten? No, uh, I I would feel comfortable at like a seven point eight. I think. Oh, I think there was a bit of just expecting more given how big Breaking Bad was. Uh, but the essential, you know, thirty second elevator pitch of the movie is just what happens. To Jesse Pinkman after the events of Breaking Bad, and I absolutely would suggest seeing it. It's not something that blew my mind or like it was crazy, but it was a but nice it's that little closure you need. Exactly, it was a nice little tie-up um, to everything else that had happened. And uh, but
0: going into it, you had to have known it was not going to be able to top.
1: The yeah, fucking I mean, yeah, that's that's Breaking a Bad series. But it's it still maintained a lot of the like kind of slapstick like idiot type humor that like jesse and his like drug addict friends kind of portray um do you think it was a money grab um some yeah i mean to an extent anything that goes straight to netflix is probably straight well i mean it was in
0: some select theaters and i guess i'll say this is like i think it was very much so similar to the entourage movie where i think it was a money grab but At the same time, there were people that were just infuriated not knowing. Like, I think we're now in a generation, like, with The Sopranos, it fucking dropped, and nobody asked questions. You know what I mean? Like, you were like, holy fuck, that's up to the viewer to decide. And now I feel like they've been forced because of users and viewers to be like, well, we have to give these fuckers what they want, so we might as well make some money out of it.
2: Right. If the if the demand's there, like any studio is gonna be like, yeah, let's just put on some, we'll make up some storyline just to close at like close loop it, and make you know hand over fist.
0: They just they just make it nostalgic. They throw in some cameos, and you know, bingo bongo, you got a fucking a winner. Yeah. You know, entourage like the movie, not great, but it is what we all needed. We needed to know that Vince was doing all right. You know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah I could not agree
2: more i haven't seen El Camino
0: yet but uh that might be that might be in the cards for tonight who knows i would I would stuff highly suggest it um all right well next up big news uh quick p s a heads up rant coming uh fortnite frenzy the world was uh taken by surprise fucking madness um Twitter servers went down and instagram pages got wiped uh, Fortnite got sucked into a black hole. Now, if you don't play the game and you don't give a shit, fine. But this was said to be one of the largest gaming events in history, which is crazy to think all in itself. Um, And I'm a little pissed. We're now here almost 48 hours later, still staring at a fucking purple circle on my screen. People are like, oh, there's, there's, there's digits that are coming up. Oh, fantastic, that's great. It tells me nothing. Here's my thing. Epic, your one fucking job is to entertain me. So dance, monkey, and entertain me. <laughs> because right now, you're not doing your job, which means you're not doing your business. What if fucking Bezos was like, sorry, bros, no idea where your packages are. Check out this cool little funky screen. It'll smoke up every once in a while. Maybe something will show up. <laughs> Fucking Alexa, company goes wonderful. belly up.
2: I get, I get so much just enjoyment and just pure, pure, just I, I love here, this. I love this so much. I just think it's just my funny, thing. I think here's it's my a, thing. The, the ballsiest and funniest move they could have, they could have possibly done.
0: Look, I agree. Marketing wise, fucking brilliant. But here's the danger: in less than ten days. You've got one of the greatest video games of all time resurfacing. Call of Duty is going to come out. It is going to unzip its pants, and it's going to put its lap hog on the table (laughs) for everybody to see. And at that point, like, what does Fortnite do? Like, Uh, all the speculation I've I've read is Tuesday, 6 a.m., Thursday, 6 a.m. If not, it's January 1st, 2020.
1: I've no just been way. waiting for a reason to delete this game. I don't not because I suck at it, but I just ne- mostly because I suck at it. But <laughs> but I already uh, yeah, uninstalled it. Mean, it's yeah. um it's I mean, been real Fortnite. We had some fun. Gardner, at least our last game we can say we went out with a W. <laughs> That's, That's so goddamn true. And uh and on top, as they say. All right. Well, now that the rant is
0: over, in all seriousness, really crazy stuff. Um just in general, they're they're trolling everybody by blacking out and wiping their Twitter account and Instagram account, and people are losing their minds, creating just genuine, amazing content, <clears throat> like kids, twelve year olds punching screens, smashing stuff. Um,
2: Dude, but what if okay, what if a kid actually like killed himself over this?
0: So this is what I was saying, and, and there was an article that herd. came out. Yeah, well, that for sure. But uh, they said that Fortnite was more addicting than cocaine. Mm, okay, like to bring scientists in on that one, but... Uh, it probably releases said, similar
1: chemicals in your brain. Maybe maybe for dumb 12-year-olds that don't do cocaine. But.
0: <laughs> but with that being said, it is crazy to think if that is the case, and you have just dried up the entire fucking black market of cocaine, uh, you know, I say that in quotations, that being no more Fortnite, dude... You're gonna have a mass suicide if this thing's not back on in forty-eight hours.
1: I mean, my question is: What are the the professional gamers and like people that make money streaming? What are Themselves they doing? Themselves right
0: getting shit faced?
2: They're, they're probably just switching games.
0: Mercer was like, yeah, "Oh, dude, true. I watched, I watched Tifu and and uh, Ninja and those guys just get drunk, and they just were watching this stream. I was like, that is absurd." That there are people that are being paid money to check out this alien butthole that is just live streaming on the fucking screen.
2: So he's live streaming just
0: nothing, wh- just no- nothing.
2: Him getting drunk and, while w- watching a screen yes. that just is nothing yeah, black. and
0: giving giving commentary on what he speculates will be the next season. You know, it's freaking absurd. What a but, what a, what a oh.
2: freaky fucking world what a world we live, we in. live in.
0: Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on. Um, last thing that I have here for entertainment, if this gentleman is on the roadmap in your town, go see him in concert, Post Malone, went and saw him on Saturday, absolutely just superb, uh, performance, the guy is through and through a phenomenal talent, um, loved him from beginning to end, guy got shit-faced with the crowd, was slamming Bud Lights, uh, really honestly nothing more that you can ask for brought out a guitar, played some acoustic also belted some you know, rock-esque jams and then obviously threw it back with White Iverson which was just uh, the pinnacle so make sure that you try to go see him, tickets are pretty expensive but if not just keep jamming on to his music through uh, free streaming so <laughs> sorry um, alright next up this is something uh, that you probably have all seen a bunch of Mr. Environmental is also a hunter, I see. Uh, Several wildlife organizations have come forward and asked uh, for residents in Georgia and other surrounding areas uh, to take part in basically executing northern snakeheads, which are a species capable of living on land and in water. Fucking, that's... No, thank you. That's horrifying. Yeah. Um, It's a serious, serious issue. So... I remember there hearing about it. these
2: things like 10 years ago and they kind of yeah. just disappeared or whatever happened. And it's interesting to see that they're back. I'm fully supporting the movement of killing them on site and on scene.
0: Uh, I mean, The recommendation it, is literally kill immediately. When you hear a wildlife expert, these are people who genuinely care about all living species, say, fucking kill this thing. <laughs>
2: Anything that yeah, and they're they're creepy
1: looking too. Are they like threatening humans or just no, the environment? Well, I think they I think they threaten the. Uh, I mean, I think
0: they are capable of attacking, but I think yeah, it's just it's disrupting the ecosystem. Yeah, I exactly. think they just overindulge, and there's a shitload of them.
2: It's similar to like pythons in Florida. Like you're supposed to kill those or call like animal controls like whenever you see them. A lot of people run them over in Florida, actually. If they're caught, but they're, here's the problem is the roads.
0: wildlife the wildlife organizations it's like dude you're asking for too much they're like we need you to kill these immediately we need you to then take a picture you need to then submit a claim to the wildlife you know organization to tell you tell them where these species are so that they can come in and hopefully further uh, eradicate them like dude no way too much work let me just go out there and I'll mow a bunch of them down, and like eh, forget Where, the paperwork.
2: What are you spo- know? people supposed to stop? do? Like carry a machete on them while they walk around fucking Georgia?
1: If I but see a snake, I am running from it. Yeah, I don't do snakes, and I don't do spiders. Well, it's a
2: it's a, it's a snake fish. But here's so. the thing:
1: like oh, you can't shit. you can't avoid it. You go
0: in the water, it's gonna bite your dick. You go on land, it's gonna bite your dick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, yeah, we gotta kill these things. I'm all, um, all
0: right. All right, next up. Wanted to throw in a new uh, segment here, uh, Member Barry Mondays. Member, I member. Oh, I know uh, that. landlines. Come on, let's go. Seriously, let's talk about it. Everybody misses the days of their home phones. You had your fucking homies digits member buried, and uh, you'd have to, you know, go through the gatekeeper of your uh, your girlfriend, that being their parents, be like, "Oh, is uh, is Susie home?" Um uh, <laughs> just just a great time to be alive. I miss it. You know, I guess cell phones are a moving home phone, but just not the same. I
2: always find it pretty weird when I go to someone's house
0: and they've got a landline. I it just, I it, dude, I haven't had one honestly in twenty years. Yeah, but
2: like still, so, like if you go to like some parents' houses, they still have them and all that.
0: Who are they oh, yeah. calling?
2: Well, no, nope, <laughs> they just get they just get te- uh it's just telemarketers calling them now. Like no one actually calls their landline. No yeah. important.
1: I no, my, I actually my just got have off the phone. phone. I just got off the phone with my mother before this and she called me from our landline and the number popped up and I didn't even have my home phone number saved in my phone anymore. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I was like, well, what the fuck is this? Man? I don't think
2: I remember my phone, home phone number growing up. That's really wow. sad. I remember all my family's cell phones. I don't remember my my home phone growing up.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing what kills me is that there's companies that are still trying to slang that shit you know like verizon and comcast and all these companies they like come install your internet they're like do you want to pay ten dollars extra a month for a home line i'm like
1: get the fuck out of here i'm like excuse me (laughs) no i'm I'm not
0: a senior citizen how about you pay me for the landline
2: (laughs) because i know you guys are sitting on about a billion of those things trying to get rid of them
0: (laughs) billion yeah, I bet. $10 I bet, and like, it's yours forever. The most successful guy at that company is who sold the most fucking landlines. <laughs> um, all right, next up. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember them, but Mercer brought it up. Uh, we had a drinky winky at the Trump Hotel this weekend uh, as kind of a table treat. They brought out peanuts, but also a jar of uh, jelly beans. So we got to thinking about birdie bots, every flavored beans. Uh, coming to you straight from Harry Potter with flavors like vomit, boogers, rotten egg, uh, sausage, dirt, and earwax. Um, Don't know, like, truly what the fuck they were thinking with this one. Uh, It is, like, a nostalgic piece, just, like, bringing me back because I had friends that would eat them. But the kind of overlying similarity is that i'm no longer friends with those kids
1: um <laughs> i mean it's uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> it's just a it's just a commodity like harry potter was probably the biggest like global phenomenon for a few years especially like towards the end of the books and as the movies were coming out and then they materialized this sort of like you know magical piece into like real life and whoever decided to do that must have made millions of dollars on just The most disgusting jelly beans. And people are willing to eat them. because Yeah, but here's my thing. Harry Potter did it, so I gotta do it.
0: Here's my thing. First of all, who the fuck is in charge of the replication? Like, is there somebody who truly, genuinely knows what, like, a rotten egg or vomit or fart or dirt tastes like? Like, is there someone that they are actually... Jelly Belly is paying to be like, we need you to eat dirt. Take one for the team so that we can understand
1: how to sell a jelly bean that tastes like dirt. Uh, I mean, whoever's doing that is probably very well off now. They're like, yeah, you're you're the guinea pig, and you're going to be sick every day for the next six months. And <laughs> but, sick but we're going to s- nail this. Sick
0: he was, dude. Ugh, gross. All right, well, um, that kind of does it. For Banner here tonight, we've got one last piece uh, which involves a former New York football Giants um, placeholder, Lawrence Tynes. Uh, he went on Twitter uh, this weekend and had some choice words for Alabama quarterback Tua, saying, um, This cat will not be a starter in the NFL. No way, no how. I take him in the fifth to seventh round as a backup at best. Great kid. But he is all hype on a superior team with superior <laughs> talent.
2: You know what? I didn't. I never saw this until I, I, I saw it written in the document for tonight. But I don't really hate
0: the take. It's I a, mean, it's 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 a great take. I think. I it's think it's take, talented. but it's also hard because of the fact that it is just a superior team. Like I it, think anybody who gets put in that position is going to be said to be the same.
2: I, I couldn't agree more, and, and I think he's talented. I, I don't think there's any way to work work around that. And the guy's got you know 27 touchdown passes this year and one interception, so he's he's obviously efficient and he's accurate. But he's playing on a team with the best offensive line in the country, the best receiving core in the country, and some damn good running backs. And you know how, how could you be unsuccessful in that sort of in that environment or on that team and who knows? I mean, Lawrence Tynes is a bit of a nut job. I'm going to put that one out nut there. Nut job. He's uh, if you don't know who he is, he was a kicker on the Giants, but now he's like a a, a workout freak, like constantly in the gym, got jacked out of his fucking mind, and it just it, it's an interesting thing to to, to ponder. Um, will Tua actually pan out in the NFL? Because he's is undersized.
1: The last Alabama quarterback to pan out, AJ McCarron. Well, did he pan out? I would not say so. <laughs> I mean, you, but it, you're the backup. Again, Andy it goes. If it that's goes. Not if that's not the dream, then. I mean, hey, I don't know what is. Dude, but it
0: a, honestly, you could put anybody. You could put a a sack of potatoes in there, and they would be fine.
2: No, yeah, and Tom Tom makes a great point. Like the last quarterback to pan out for the Alabama Crimson Tide in the NFL was n- nobody. Literally nobody, nobody. like they, they their quarterbacks do not transition into the NFL whatsoever, because I'm they live in this—they this right live in this fantasy world of of, of just five star five star O line recruits, top wide receivers. I mean, you look at like Jerry Judy, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Henry Ruggs, blah blah blah, OJ Howard, and it's like, of course, like, anybody's going to be successful in that, and their defense is always nasty. Dude,
0: it's. I can't even. I'm not a former NFL. Team. There's nothing I can even read here off. I mean, it's, there's truly nothing. AJ McCarran, Joe Namath, Gregory McElroy. McElroy.
2: McElroy he, he, was, he was like a backup on the Jets for like three and,
0: years. And Bart Starr. <laughs> who's, yeah. So who's Joe Namath. Five and, billion years old.
2: So Joe Namath and Bart Starr, who were out of the NFL before we were even born, <laughs> were the last good Alabama NFL quarterbacks.
1: All right, Lawrence Tynes. I uh, I, I didn't even know about this take, but
2: we're riding Lawrence Tynes, man. I could not agree more. Ride him. And I'm happy the Giants yeah. took a quarterback this year, so they don't have to be in the two uh, sweepstakes. He's gonna go to Miami, and he's gonna stink up the joint, and then Miami's gonna suck for another ten years.
0: Well, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, we'll be right, or we'll look like idiots. But who cares? At the end of the day, so let's move onwards. Uh, NFL, we are here to talk to you guys about Week 6, recap, highlights, and more. Um, got some good topics here, so let's just go ahead and dive in and dissect. First up on the docket, Cowboys, <clears throat> are they in trouble? Uh, upset this weekend by Sam Darnold and the Jets. Cowboys have now lost three straight games after going uh, after winning three straight games to start the season. So I uh, wanted to hear your guys' take on what the future holds for Jerry Jones and his cast of clowns.
2: Well, this, I mean, there's no two ways about it. This was a terrible loss for the Dallas Cowboys. There's one thing I want to point out that I think is going to be a little bit of a deciding factor if they're legit or not, is that two of their best offensive linemen have been out for the past, I think, two weeks, Uh, that being Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. Collins is supposed to come back, I believe, next week. I don't know what the status is for Tyron Smith, um, but that might be a big factor in what, why they're struggling as of late. But they don't look good, and this doesn't look good for Dak, who's still trying to get that contract. And, you know, he, he tore it up in the first couple weeks against some, you know, less than opponents. And we'll see, but I'm, I'm happy as a clam man. Eagles so, I mean, lost, Eagles lost, Cowboys lost, Giants lost, but the Giants played the Patriots, and, and the NFC East is still wide open as far as I'm concerned.
0: I guess I guess it's an interesting argument we can bring up, um, which is something that we've discussed with Kansas. You know, a, a really strong offense, but a weak defense, and how far that can take you now in this league. And you've got a team down in Dallas who's. You know, got Dak, like you said, who's fighting for a substantially large contract and has the ability to do so. You know, Amari Cooper recently brought in Zeke. Cooper Cooper
1: did get hurt this week. I will say he didn't play probably 95% of this game, and it showed. And several passes were just straight dropped. Yeah, Um, I I I hear that. And I usually don't tend to agree very much with the man himself. But Jerry Jones was very much right when he said it's not a Jason Garrett thing; it's a team thing right now, and it really looked like the team was just uh, you know all over the place. And I hope they can get it together because you know there's too much talent for them to fail. Essentially, yeah, um, and, and they
2: have the defense. I mean, their secondary is, is suspect, but they're you know one of the better linebacking cores in the NFL. Um, you know, I'd, I'd put them maybe second or third behind Chicago.
0: Um, but you defense, have no defensive defensive line Garrett. has
2: got talent all over it, and it was just really their secondary is is suspect. And I think the Jets exploited that this week. Uh, you saw Robbie Anderson have that you know ninety two yard uh, touchdown, and and uh, and Sam Donald looked good. So I'll give credit where credit's due to the Jets. Um, but yeah, I,
1: I, I'm I've been saying it. Don't sleep on the Jets. They are a good football team.
2: Tom, Tom, that text you sent us, man. Calling out the Jets, going like one and five, and then and then turning the boat around. It Dude, could... their
1: their defense has been hurt, but once they get healthy, like they're gonna be a stout defense. I am all in on Sam Darnold, and you know if he can if he can but, get Le'Veon Bell going with Robbie Anderson over the top, it's gonna make for a pretty dynamic offense. And he can about, he can run the ball too. But what about to. what about the fact that it's the Jets? Uh, I mean, hey, any given Sunday, man.
0: I mean, I hear you, and I hope this is on on the up-and-coming because New York slash New Jersey needs some form of winning team, even though I don't like the Jets. But uh, nonetheless, we digress. Let's move on uh, to another team who has now taken three straight L's in a row, that being the L.A. Rams. uh, First time under head coach Sean McVay um the rams are about to go on the road for a month falcons Bengals, which is in london and then the steelers so hold on a second i'm gonna i'm
1: gonna interrupt this for a call from mercer not oh jesus hello are we live yet? mercer you are live on the microphone right now so tread carefully brother are you there here oh okay mercer you have uh 30 seconds what uh what would you like to discuss this week
0: i don't know do we have a, a prompt
1: uh give a give us your take on fortnite right now
2: well i hate them and i hope they all die and i'm not saying <laughs> i'm gonna do it but i hope <laughs> i can't say that um I'm
0: going
1: to hang up, <laughs> right, and, and Mercer not, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, this...
0: and we are using that because that is gold. Soundbite gold. Thank you, Mercer. Sorry Appreciate for, it.
1: Sorry for the interruption. But, uh, yeah, back to the – were we on the Rams?
0: Yeah, so they're on the road for a month. I uh, wanted to hear what your guys' thoughts are. Are there concerns? Is this a minor setback? Um,
1: dish it out. Let's hear it. My biggest concern is Todd Gurley, who everybody seemed to write off the first couple of weeks – Um, When the offense was just clicking and Todd Gurley was silent and then all of a sudden he's out and they just get shit on They only put up seven points I have been against Jared Goff for the better part of the last two years now I don't think he has the mental capacity to perform at an elite level And when you look at the receivers around him, there really is no excuse for only putting up seven points I know that the Niners are good, but you're at home and really what was a must win game that's a divisional game and now you gotta claw your way back between the Niners and the, the Seahawks aren't going anywhere uh, this is bad news right now especially if this Todd Gurley injury continues to linger on because their backfield is doo doo outside of Todd Gurley so
0: not minor setback this is a concern for we, the Rams. Could,
1: we could see I mean
2: we could see Todd Gurley like early retirement. This is like, I think this is what this type of injury is. And and they've never even disclosed what it is. I've heard it's arthritis in his knee. This could very well be like a, a very much a, an early retirement type of situation. Because this, this dates back all the way to last playoffs. So now yeah, we're yeah. talking about almost like eight or six, seven months of this thing and an entire offseason to rehab. And it's still, he's still not the same guy. So... You know, it sucks because he's such a, uh, a great talent. But, you know, the writing could be coming on the wall or being written on the wall, uh, you know, up towards, towards retirement. And, and I think that's, you know, something that's definitely going to start being in the back of his mind as, as he's enabled to really get things back up and running. Just saying.
0: Yeah. I hope that sticks because that would be a great
1: fucking hot take slash prediction. So, yeah, if we're uh, pretending or contending right now, I'm still going to label the Rams as contenders. They have way too much firepower on both sides of the ball. Um, but it really is time to kick shit into gear. Yeah. Um, well,
0: uh, next up on the docket here is a team who actually saw the first win of the season, that being uh, Tom's side for the NFL season. The Redskins uh, finally got it done. Surprise, surprise, and even more surprising, there was more money bet on the Washington-Miami game than any other early Sunday kickoff. So, uh, I don't really know what that says or not sure what it says, but I think it was just a battle of two garbage fucking teams fighting for
1: a a win. So, probably had a lot to do with it. The Skins... Tried to lose. It was seventeen nothing or something like that, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and scored sixteen unanswered points, and the Dolphins went for two with six seconds left and did not convert. But the Redskins nearly lost the game. Um, who
2: covered? Who covered that game?
1: Um, I don't know. ESPN eight, the Ocho. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not not broadcast. I meant like who co- like who uh, did Mi- the Redskins cover? covered. Miami cover. It it, it hopped from like three and a half to five. um, And then Miami brought in Fitzpatrick, and he just killed everybody who bet on the skins. Love that. Fade the public. Hilarious. Wow. Um,
0: Not much more to say on that. Congratulations, Washington, on your first victory of the year. Next up, Titans bench Marcus Mariota. Ryan Tannehill is stepping up to the plate. At two and four, something's got to give. So what are your uh, thoughts on this here?
1: Uh, it's about goddamn time.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think we also called this. Uh, I think this was something that we discussed. I think you said it. I think I th- you called it. I think I might have called it. I don't want to give myself credit, but I'll give myself credit. It's fine. Um, yeah, it just it just makes sense. I mean, their offense isn't clicking. They've got, you know, they've got – the offensive weapons. I think um, Corey Davis has not been what people thought he was going to be, but I think he still has the talent to really, and he's still young too. He's still only like twenty-four years old.
1: And you so, have one of the premier tight ends in Delaney Walker. Like, you yeah, gotta utilize and Derrick Henry. Body. Uh, I don't know, and, and Heisman winner Derrick Henry.
2: Heisman, and I don't know what's happened to Deion Lewis, but
1: I haven't really heard exactly. His name. Like he's he's been a non-factor. I haven't mean, heard England, his name he this year. Unbelievable. That actually might be a low-key nice scoop this week, Dion Lewis. Yeah, I'm get that
2: if, right now. Um, Garden, chill out, buddy.
1: Yeah,
0: come on,
2: come on. You're you're get still living here. in the in the in the fucking sewers of the fantasy football world. Um, come
0: on. Get off my back, man. God hates me. Tom said it. Yep, that's exactly right. And
2: but in any case, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if if you're not winning games and your quarterback seems to be the the lingering problem which Mariota has been since he came into the league then
0: make the change. Something's got to give. Yeah. Um for sure. Well, Brent, sorry man. It's
1: okay, man. Go Titans. Yeah. Oh yeah, go <laughs> Titans.
0: Go Vols, man. Go Vols. Um all right. Next up, uh I got beef with this motherfucker, Stefan Diggs. Big day. Big day. Kirk Cousins finally figured out that he could use his arm to throw a football. Uh Seven receptions, 167 yards, three touchdowns. That is the equivalent in PPR fantasy to 46 points. So, fuck you, my friend. Um, Appreciate that beatdown, and uh, see you next week. But, nonetheless, very, very impressive. Uh, This is obviously something that is important because of the fact that Diggs has been in the rumor mill wanting to get out of Minnesota, uh, wanting to be traded, And, um, you know, now seeing him be fully utilized and what he's capable of, it's good for everybody. Good for him. Good for the team. He's performing well and marketing himself to other teams. And, you know, Minnesota's fucking benefiting too. So, wanted to touch base on that. So, uh, let's wrap it up with topics here and go into... Pretender or contender—something that we've done in the past. Wanted to resurface now that we are six weeks into uh, going into week seven of the NFL season. Um, We've highlighted a couple teams here. These are the top teams in the league. Wanted to give you our take (laughs) predictions. Um, Let's just kick it off. Yeah, bless you. you. Thank you. Careful, dude. Your heart stopped for a second. I know. I know. Got to be careful. Um, Let's kick it off with the Baltimore Ravens here. Let's chat about Lamar Jackson, breaking records, winning games. Um, pretender or contender? Let's hear it from you, gents.
1: I'm going to go pretender. Um, I haven't been big on Lamar, and the Ravens are just you know beating the teams they're supposed to and having a difficult time moving the ball. And I just I, I feel like any decent defense is going to make Baltimore one-dimensional. And I just don't trust Lamar Jackson to get it done. Um, yeah, simple as that. I don't trust I, Lamar Jackson. They're pretenders.
0: I want to very much so agree with you, but here's my concern, as we've been saying that for six weeks now.
2: Well, Tom, Tom's been saying it for six weeks Quite frankly, uh, he's yeah, the. Yeah, I haven't.
0: I haven't necessarily necessarily bought into the hype whatsoever, but yeah, I, I think. Getting,
2: I'm gonna I'm sorry. gonna also label them as pretenders. I just don't think they're there yet. I think they so, they're starting to build the pieces. They're starting to get you know having think, a Mark Ingram there who's a who's a, a veteran, and a guy who's been on successful teams is great, but. I just don't so think they really have the a, the wide receiver weapons quite yet.
1: Here, here's the the facts: the Ravens are four and two, and they sit atop the AFC North. North, <laughs> yeah, and they have wins over the Miami Dolphins, who are zero and six, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are zero and six, an overtime win against Pittsburgh, who is what one and five.
2: Believe that was a game that they, that Roethlisberger went down.
1: Went to OT, um, and then they have beaten the Cardinals. Nothing to write home about. And then they lost to the Chiefs and the Browns. Pretenders. They haven't beaten, I think the collective record of the teams they've beaten with that being is 2-16. and 16. With that being said, a lot of those teams are also
0: in your schedule. Yeah, That's a good point. It's a good that's, point, but it doesn't like fine. negate the fact that they're that they're just
2: pretenders. Hey ben, I mean, as they're...
0: Richard Sherman said, playing the teams on our schedule.
2: Yeah, and and that's a great point, and it's the only point you need to make to have to have haters shut up. Is saying, hey, like we don't pick we, you know, we we can't pick who we play. I mean, it's all kind of yeah. set in stone. We just go out there and do what we got to do to get a W, and that's great. But it doesn't negate the fact that the Ravens have only beaten. Teams that are well below 500, and lost to teams who are more competitive, and 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 even that Browns loss is to a, a Browns team that's what two and four two whatever they are yeah, and so, Stink. and so yeah. you know uh, well,
0: they'll be they'll be put to the ultimate test obviously these next two weeks against Seattle and then the Patriots so a couple L's uh, coming their way yeah 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 for sure well next up here a top of um atop of the leaderboard are the Houston Texans. Um, but more so wanted to highlight who is creeping up behind them and that being the Indianapolis Colts. Pretender or contender?
1: For both teams or Colts.
0: I I mean you you are more than welcome to discuss both. I think you know, Houston we've discussed in past weeks.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's pretty safe to say that Houston is going to be a contender. And I think the Colts are contenders, too. We I've been pretty vocal about this offense, and particularly their O-line. Uh, what Jacoby Brissett is starting to do is, you know, looking better and better each week. And you have a bell cow in Marlon Mack that you can rely on. And then you couple that with a defense full of just savages. Uh, I like what Indy's doing right now. Um and you know, big Jim rsa fan, so go Colts.
2: <laughs> I, I'm going to disagree slightly. I think the Colts are contenders based on all the same points that you just mentioned. However, I think the Texans are pretenders. And I know yep. they just had a big win over Kansas City, and I get that that Deshaun's looking great, and and they're looking like you know they're starting to rack together some wins. I just think when push comes to shove, come playoff time. That defense is not going to be able to hold that team in the win column and have them progress through the the playoffs. I think the defense is going to be their Achilles heel. Everyone knows what Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller and what Carlos Side looks great as well, what they bring to the table. But I just think their defense is not going to be able to hold up come playoff time.
0: Interesting. All right. Um, well if we've wrapped that up with the Colts, I think one of the teams that we've been foaming at the mouth to discuss and has been, uh, you know, a topic of hot discussion as of late being the only other team besides the Patriots who are undefeated this season, that being the San Francisco 49ers, uh, who now sit at five and zero after a win over this past weekend. And, uh, so wa- wanted you guys to really dissect this a little bit further. I uh, wanted to talk about their current roster, their schedule, and if this 49ers team uh, are actual contenders this season or if, uh, if what we've seen is just kind of pretend.
1: I'm going to sta- slap the pretender tag on here. Love you, Jimmy G. Uh, you handsome dog, you. He dog. He honestly is the most beautiful human in the NFL, maybe in the world. But <laughs> more beautiful than Tom? I mean, yeah, he's like a 22-year-old version of Tom Brady. I mean, Brady's <laughs> Brady's old man handsome. Keep it in your pants, Tom. Uh, just fucking. All right, I'm done. But uh, um, all right, now that Tom has you know back back literally got gotten his here. rocks off. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going pretender. I mean, you look at this schedule; they beat the Buccaneers. And then the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Browns. And yeah, the Rams' win was impressive, but that's one win um, against a a less-than-stellar resume. And I just I don't know if I trust Jimmy G to get it done. A lot of their offense has revolved around the running game, which is crazy to think about if you look at their backfield. It's just a crapshoot of possible backs with Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. They're all getting touches. They're all getting it done but I just don't know if it's as dynamic an offense as everybody's making them out to be. And again, I just I don't think they're ready yet. I'm going to label them pretenders in a very stout division with MVP candidate Russell Wilson. Not this year, boys.
2: That's going to be their biggest test. I'm going to say the 49ers are contenders, though. Currently, albeit their schedule has been a little bit weak, they are ranking in the top 10 of every defensive category in the national football league that's says a lot about them they're, they're able to really con- you know they're able to control any offense that comes in uh and, and i think that's going to be able to carry them uh, deep into the playoffs and i think it's going to make them a really tough team to play for any team uh, i expect them to come in as a wild card berth, you know right behind seattle because i love what seattle's doing and i think russell wilson is playing mvp caliber football um but I, I really think that with their defense, and I think Kyle Shanahan is is that effective and and, and that good of a coach that he's going to be able to uh, to get these guys, you know, into the playoffs, and then also be a really, really, really tough team to
0: play. Alrighty then. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm looking at this schedule right now, and it's it's kind of concerning in terms of the momentum that they can gain. Uh, in as Harrison said, being an actual contender, you know they're facing the Skins next week, who they're most certainly going to dick on, unless you know the Skins ride this momentum off of their first victory. Uh, you know, but then they don't really face anybody serious until the Panthers the following week, and then they play the Cardinals back to basically back with the Seahawks in between. But um, you know they could potentially within the next couple weeks be nine and three very easily. You know they're they're playing the Ravens, Falcons, Rams, you know teams that we've just
1: kind of shit on. So I think I think the Niners. Well, I'll save it for the picks, but
0: yeah, yeah. All right, well let's uh, let's move on. The last team that I have highlighted here, obviously the fucking Pats are shooing, steamrolling through, uh, onward, you know, to an undefeated season, which I've predicted. So keep that in the back of your head. Um, the Buffalo Bills, who sit in second place. Pretender or contender?
1: Wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on this. I'm going contender here. um, Simply because the Bills have established themselves as one of the league's elite defenses. And much like Grimes was saying, with the Niners, I think that defense is going to keep them in a lot of games and carry them through most of the season. Granted, they have to play New England, uh, but they also have the Dolphins coming up twice in the next three weeks. And I think the skins are sprinkled in there somewhere, and the bills could be another team that's sitting at six and two, seven and three, come you know end of December, and they just might squeak their way in. I think the bills or the jets, both of them are going to kind of butt heads, and you know whoever whoever gets that second spot in the AFC East, I think will be a wild card contender and a force to be reckoned with uh, come wild card weekend.
2: Tom, Tom, Tom. You're better than this. Better than this, man. It's the Buffalo we Bills. We're talking about. We're talking about Josh Allen. Well, we're talking. Yeah. I, I don't. That Josh Allen. You know, Jimmy Gra- like for the same reason. You know, the defense might be good, but the same reason doesn't bode well, or, or does not transfer over for the Bills. You know, because Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. He might have the arm strength, but that doesn't mean shit if you're not a smart quarterback think Garoppolo's I
1: think Garoppolo
2: is much better uh has a much better football IQ I think the bills are pretenders I think while they do have a good defense I just think that they don't have the quarterback I don't think they have the coach to you know if they do make the playoffs which I think they'll definitely be a fringe team uh I just don't think that they'll you know I think they'll get outmatched by whoever they they run into um should they make it in
0: Um, All right. Well, any last thoughts on some of these teams that I also have listed but not highlighted? Uh, I think we're ready to move into picks. Cool. I just wanted to quickly touch upon, for fantasy purposes, injury updates. As we had mentioned, uh, Amari Cooper did suffer a quad injury, uh, was rolled out for the rest of the game versus the Jets, but don't anticipate him missing any more time. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, a little bit more concerning. Tight end Will Disley uh, suffered an Achilles injury. Those can usually be pretty shady, um, but uh, they are... Career ending. Yeah, so they're evaluating. It doesn't seem like there was a tear uh, or anything that serious, but he missed most of his rookie season um, due to a torn ACL, so that's probably not great either. So um, just something to keep an eye out for, and that really uh, is it for all I can see in terms of injuries, but keep an eye out for them uh i know that emmanuel sanders is also on there had an issue with his knee but um does not expect to miss any time so week seven locks let's go ahead and kick it off put some money in these individuals packets um harrison why don't you start us off with your first lock of the night
2: first lock of the night no bias attached new york giants at home against the arizona cardinals giants are at Minus two and a half I would say take the Giants in this one Uh, Expectation is that They'll have Just about all of their offensive targets back Uh, That's Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard Saquon Barkley Um, And I think with those guys All back in place uh, I expect the Giants offense to be pretty prolific Yes, I said the Giants offense Prolific Uh, While their defense Is an absolute travesty uh, I do expect Cardinals to be able to put up points if you would like. Also take the over at 49.5. I think that's a good play. Uh, weather in New York is supposed to be just fine. About somewhere in the 60s and partly cloudy. Perfect fall weather for some football uh, and lots of touchdowns. Let
0: me, play, let me play devil's advocate here. If we last weekend, or last week sorry, Thursday had Evan Ingram had Sterling Shepard, had Saquon Barkley, would we or could we have potentially
1: won that game? No. No. So lost by three touchdowns. Here's no, we would not my have think. been a three-touchdown game, Tom. I
0: completely disagree. I think the momentum completely shifted um, in the third. The defense had been out there like a mass-fucking majority of the time. And had we been able to actually work the field and rely on people like Saquon and Ingram and Shepard instead of just fucking goddamn Golden Tate, who I fucking left on the bench, um, <laughs> we could have opened up the field. You know, they they obviously knew that that was our guy, and if we had more targets, I truly, genuinely believe you would not have scored those three extra touchdowns because our defense would have had at least some time to catch their breath. Um, and maybe you might have snuck away by You're a drunk. touchdown You're a fucking drunk,
1: buddy. I'm no, not t- Gardner,
2: Gardner, I'm not. I agree with you, Tom. Go fuck yourself. For, for the number one please, please. for
0: the number one defense in the league, defending fucking championships or champions, sorry. I thought that was a pretty piss poor
1: performance on your part, and I thought we did pretty <laughs> well for the offense that we didn't have. Oh man, the worst three touchdown margin of victory I have ever seen I agree. Anyways, on to my pick Um, Grimes, you stole my pick up from underneath me here uh, but I will also be taking the over 49.5 points in this Giants and Cardinals game Kyler Murray has actually looked really good these last few games putting up a lot of points and don't look now, but the Cardinals have won two two games in a row um, albeit against the Bengals and the Falcons but I mean, still a win's a win Um, So that's my first pick. And my second pick, um, sticking true to my boy Pat Mahomes. Thursday night, Chiefs-Broncos in the Mile High City. Uh, You know this, that, and the third about the atmosphere in Denver. Pat Mahomes is going to be airing it out. Tyreek Hill is back. He went off last week. He's going to continue to go off this week. Uh, The Broncos are actually playing pretty good football right now. But I think it's time for the Chiefs to remember who they are. And I will be laying Chiefs minus three and a half on Thursday night.
2: I like that pick. Um, My next one is, we talked about it before, Tom, I think you might be uh, on the same page as me here though, but Ravens and Seahawks in Seattle with the 12th man. Seattle right now is a three and a half point favorite. I would say ride that three and a half. I don't care about the hook. Uh, I think they'll. I think they'll win pretty handily by by ten here. Seahawks defenses looks looks solid, um, and then like we said, Russell Wilson is an absolute magician right now, and and, and looks as good as he's ever looked. Uh, I, I like the Seahawks here all day.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, I'm with it. I'm not gonna lock that up. Just I, I don't know. I feel like Seattle is kind of due for a let up game. The, the hook there scares me. I'd be more comfortable if it's three, but uh, I don't hate it. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Um, I have a bit of a trend here that I'm starting to ride, and I hope you all do too. I will be taking the Oakland Raiders plus 6.5 at Lambeau Field Sunday afternoon against the Packers. Um, Granted, this line might move if Devonta Adams comes back. Um, hopefully, it'll move in favor of the Raiders uh, because I really like what the Raiders are doing right now. Josh Jacobs is establishing himself as a Rookie of the Year candidate um, and had a monster game in London. They're coming off a bye, so they're going to be well-rested, ready to go, ready to game plan, um, and especially with the Packers playing this short Monday night game tonight. Uh, I like the Raiders to come out and put up a good fight. And if you're laying a touchdown, I will gladly take those six and a half, seven points. Uh, give me the Oakland Raiders plus 6.5. Are you insinuating that Gruden's plan might be working? Um, it very well could be working. Unfortunately, I think <laughs> the biggest limiting factor in the whole thing is Derek Carr. But I do like what the Raiders are doing right now. Um, I think Cleland Farrell is—he should be good to go. Tyrell Williams should be back, who's been their number one wide receiver. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I like Oakland. Oakland's won two in a row too against a Chicago team uh, who is you know highly touted and regarded as the best defense in the league, and uh, a win at Indianapolis, a convincing win at Indianapolis. So those are two pretty primetime wins. Uh, I'm going to keep ru- keep riding this train here.
0: Alrighty.
2: Yeah. I can't say I like that pick, but fuck it. Um, I'm not going to touch that game I, I, the Raiders, you know, coming off that win against Chicago. I mean, granted Chicago at chase Daniel playing quarterback. It's just one of those games that it's, it's a little sketchy for my, for my blood. Um, but, uh, as my, I guess I'll, I'll throw in one more pick. Um, talked about them before San Francisco 49ers they're going to the nation's capital to play the Redskins Um, and I don't think them winning a game is really going to like build any momentum for them I'm going to take the Niners minus 10 on the road Uh, I like that defense to shut down another you know very average offense and uh, and and come away with another dub 49ers gonna go to 6-0 I think they'll be able to cover 10 points and that's all I got.
1: All right. I like that. Nice. Easy. I Tom. mean, fade the skins. That's easy. Um, my last pick, I got one more. I will be taking the over 44 points in the Detroit Lions-Minnesota Vikings game next week. Um, if you, As we had mentioned, Kirk Cousins found out that he has two pro bowlers. Uh, on each end of the line that he can throw to and i'm not sure that this Lions defense is going to be able to slow them down and from what i've seen tonight uh matt stafford has been airing the ball out with ease and the lions have been moving the ball uh, i think 44 points is just a few or too few points for these two teams um so i'm hopping on the over can i get an
2: update on the score in this game
0: Seven to uh, sorry, seven to thirteen. Detroit L-
1: lines are up. Ooh. Detroit, yeah, the lines carry jumped on. out real quick.
0: I need carry on Johnson to put up thirteen more points. It's doable, keep
1: chugging, baby. Keep, yeah,
0: he's keep already chugging. he's already a ten. He's got a touchdown. So you know, ten yards and a touchdown. We're on the road to victory. All right, <laughs> let's uh, kick off. What we had mentioned earlier, which is uh, an obligation to bring you up to speed on the NLCS and ALCS. Uh, we've got some great baseball to look forward to these next couple of days. The Nats have found themselves in a comfortable position, 2-0 uh, up, against, up uh, against the Cardinals. And the Astros tied the series up last night. Uh, so we're looking at a 1-on-1 series against the Yanks. And... You know, Just electric shit. I was able to catch some of the Yanks game last night and uh, very, very excited to see these two series play out, but wanted to turn it over to the experts to talk to us a little bit about what to expect um, and some hot takes.
1: Yeah, if, um, if you like baseball, this is just like porn. Watching last night's game was just absolutely electric. Uh ten innings. You can't ask for anything more. Uh maybe an earlier start time because I was up till fucking one AM watching. It went, this to, game. it went to eleven innings, didn't it? 10, 11, whatever. I think yeah, I think, I think went... you're right. Eleven innings. Lot, yeah. Um and Aaron Boone actually made a big fuck up. Um because the Yankees were up two to one in like the fifth inning and Chad Green was cruising and Boone pulled him for Adam Odovino and the next pitch, uh George Springer. Into fucking orbit. <laughs> uh, it was a, at just crazy, crazy atmosphere, and you know, lo and behold, the Astros pulled it out in extra innings. Just an excellent series. Tomorrow night we have Garrett Cole versus Luis Severino kicking off at 4 p.m. in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just this is a pitcher, a pitching matchup that you know puts a little tangle in my pants. So good, co- uh, good conversation
0: um, here. A piece that we've discussed previously is is a concern for New York staying healthy, uh, and we saw that uh, Stanton ended up missing Game Two. Am I correct on that? Yep. And potentially might miss Game Three, or is he? Crazy?
2: Yeah, he's got like a groin strain. Um, I, I don't. It's nothing too serious. He's expected to come back for the series, depending on the, yeah. how long it goes.
0: But they said it's... obviously that he was is expected to miss two and potentially the, uh, Game Three. Um. So wanted to turn it over to you guys as, as to whether or not this team staying healthy is going to be of concern or if they well, can get this done.
2: I mean, it's been a theme throughout the entire season is, is they just have not been able to get clear of the injury bug. And part of what's made this team great and, and exciting to watch is even amongst all the injuries that have come through their pitching rotation, through their lineup in the, in the field and, and all that, um, they've had guys come and, and step up to the plate uh you look at tyler wade and you know even guys like like geo Ursula and and um and, and others who i'm just blanking on real quick it's it just you know it's been that next man up mentality and and it's tougher to that do that in the regular pl- season ball it's tougher to do that in the playoffs exactly so we'll see if these guys can handle the bright lights of playoff baseball in october um Winning this next game is going to be really, really tough. Uh, you know, the pitching matchup is—I mean, this is the World Series in my in my personal opinion. Um, and going against Garrett Cole and, and Luis Severino is going to be a pitching duel. And and the uh, the Yankees really need to win this game, in my opinion, because going down two-one, going into game uh, game four, it kind of just puts the Yankees' backs against the wall. Honestly, I know it's not—it wouldn't be the final game of the series. But losing game four would then go back to Houston. Actually, no, I'd take that back. It'd be game five in, uh, in New York as well. But in any case, it puts, them, puts her back against the wall. Uh, so winning this game on tomorrow afternoon is going to be of uh, the utmost importance.
0: Hey, quick side note, uh, just while I've got this game running, what the fuck is Turf Toe and why is Devontae Adams sitting out two games
1: because of it? <laughs> I, I had the same question. I don't know what it is. It's got to be like a ligament thing. I'm not sure. Ah, dude, it sounds
0: like just a soft cock situation. But um, Harrison, thank you for the insight there. Um, wanted to kick it over to you guys now to discuss this Nats Cardinal series. Um, as mentioned, Nats are up 2-0 and uh, seemingly – Are on a fucking mission, so they're in cruise control right now in Game Three. Yeah, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this.
1: Yeah, it's currently four nothing Nationals Uh, in the middle of the fifth. Strasburg is every bit the same Strasburg we've seen. He's just dominating. Um, Oh, God bless you. Thank you. Unfortunately, if I mean fortunately, I I would love to see the Nats win and go to the World Series. Um, this Cardinals team was great. Just absolutely electric A- or NLDS finish. But this Nats team is just clicking right now. They have been one of the hottest teams all season. And they just have that, you know, two, three headed monster atop their bullpen. And then you have guys like Anibal Sanchez, who threw almost eight innings of no hit ball in game one. Uh, it was just out of the blue. And you just. You can't, it's just one of those things. It's just made to happen. The Nats are going to win this series. They're going to run away with it. Um, And the Cardinals just don't have an answer offensively. That's what it comes down to. And they're a great baseball team, but they just do not have an answer for the three-headed monster at the top of the Nats rotation. And I can't wait to see what happens in the ALCS, but it's going to make for one hell of a World Series.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, rooting very heavily here for the Yankees. No biases here, you know, as we mentioned. Um, Something like that. You know, regardless of who comes out of this series, I think we are uh, bound for an extremely electric fucking World Series. And it would be super cool uh, if the Yanks and the Nats were to go head-to-head because I would definitely be able to go and see a game. Uh, And... Having already been there to celebrate the Washington Capitals win a Stanley Cup, it would be be, be pretty cool. But nonetheless, they're not going to win because the Yankees are going to fucking smash their heads in. Go Fair Yankees! Enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's what we've got. Hopefully that caught you uh, all up to speed on the MLB and uh, these two series that are going on. Make sure to tune in. Uh, like Tom said, this is... The creme de la creme uh, of baseball you know so make sure you go check it out don't want to miss it Um, well gentlemen it was a freaking pleasure let's go ahead and close things out here and then finally we'll serenade these individuals with some music history Harry what do you got for us Uh,
2: yeah so uh, I'm I'm trying to find the article because I don't want to Butcher this guy's name, but I saw over the weekend, uh, Kenyan runner, Eliud Kipkache, that's probably right,
0: Uh,
2: ran a marathon in under two hours. Uh, He's a three-time Olympic medalist, became the first person ever to run a marathon in under two hours, clocking in at one hour, 59 minutes, and 40 seconds. Um, This marathon took place in Vienna, Austria. Uh, and and uh, I just thought it was a pretty incredible thing. So I was watching the video, and I think I tried to retweet uh, one of the videos of him crossing the finish line. And this fucking guy wasn't even tired. He was running through like he just yeah. like like walked <laughs> he down was the laughing. block. He
0: yeah, was laughing. I was like,
2: dude. I, I mean, good God. How, I, how do you how I don't understand how that how that happens. In any case, it's a really unbelievable thing um i'm not a runner uh in any way shape or form but i can so um would like to show respect to uh eluid El- 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 whatever um for that for that great accomplishment it's pretty cool sure.
0: i feel like like uh, very recently we were on an episode discussing a marathon runner and we were like oh they ran the marathon in two hours and 15 minutes
1: holy shit that's crazy can you imagine running 13 miles an hour for two straight hours
2: <laughs> and, and not even having like having a bead of sweat coming down your fucking head?
1: So I, I actually did consult uh, a running friend of mine, running enthusiast and he explained to me that the race was like somewhat tailored for him to break this record where he had pace guys that were like running ahead of him to like break the wind and uh, make the run a little easier for him, make sure he didn't overexert himself. Um, that, that is some nerdy shit right there. That sounds like it's, cheating. It's actually not considered a world record for this reason, that it was essentially tailored for him to do this. Um, but, I mean, he still did it, so kudos to him.
0: Yeah, nonetheless, uh, accomplished something that I will never in my lifetime. Um, Thomas, what do you got for us? Close us out, kid. Uh, eh, 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 I
1: don't really have anything this week. Big, big uh, run
0: by Green Bay right there. Yeah, wrong running back, but that's okay. Yeah,
1: thanks a lot. Um, What do I have? I don't really have much, so I'm going to give a shout-out to our listeners, and I'm going to ask you all to DM us on Instagram or Twitter or text us. Um, your best Halloween costumes, and whoever comes up with the most ridiculous, um, stupid costume that won't get me arrested, I will dress up on Halloween as that costume. And I will add that I am teaching that Thursday afternoon, so I will wear this costume to my class in front of you know thirty students. Um, make it good, make it funny, and check this out. I'm here. We'll I'm here th- for you guys. We'll
0: throw in a ten dollar Dunkin' Donuts gift card. That's right. Donuts and coffee don't fucking can't beat that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. As always, it was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us here tonight. If you are not already, please go and check us out on Twitter and Instagram. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Additionally, we need you all to go and click and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify so that you can stay up to date on our weekly released episodes. Do not be that individual in the office that has no idea what's going on in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, to close us out, I want to highlight a story about a 27-year-old at the time, a 27-year-old T.I., Tip Harris, who was arrested... Right before the BET Hip Hop Gala in Atlanta, uh, for gun charges, Ti, you are a fucking crazy son of a bitch. Stop making so many children, but love you to death.
1: He's a real G. Yeah, so he doesn't fuck around to play us
0: out, Ti. Hey, hey, hey,
3: And a dog ride with a couple of lamb rolls, and I'm trying to dog. Hey, you know how we ball Talk about me, dawg okay. And if you doubt me, dawg okay. You better out me, dawg I'm oh. throwed off slightly, bruh oh. Don't wanna fight me, bruh oh. I'm fast as lightning, bruh You better use oh. your Nikes, bruh yeah. You know you don't like me, cuz yeah. Your bitch most like yeah. he does yeah. She see me oh. on the drugs In front of every club yeah. I be on Joe, I'm buzzed Gave every hoe a hug Niggas don't show me mugs Cause don't you don't you know do I got Who's out of three When I church out in church. What you know about that? What you know about that? I know all about that. Know that know Fresh out yeah. the chicks, What you know about that? What you know about that? Hey, what you know? About what you know? About Love the gust of fishbowl. Fit that on the pink ring just to make my fists glow. Aye. Yeah, bitches get low. Aye. cause I get dough. Oh, so what I'm rich, oh, I still Aye. a full of kick, though. What you talking shit for and gotta run and hit Got You were yelling, I thought you pull out a gun and hit for. But you's a scary dude, I believe i very few. Okay, just keep it very cool, okay? Low. We will bury you. Oh. See how that attitude a oh. necessary dude not even swear he cute. You got these people who see you only too. Whatever try to do. They see you on the back it yeah. What you know about. Yeah. What you know about. Yeah. What you know about. Yeah. I yeah, got so what you know about I'm talking to you, homie you know yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I know I'm like a pressure yeah. Get to the block Burn a rumble with the top pop Pop the bus and shout So tell them stop and make the block yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your label got yeah, guys yeah, yeah. 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 Cause yeah. you are not high. Yeah. I got the top spot yeah. And it was nice now not we bustin' till the clock stops Drag, yeah, that Bentley Cooper Take it to the chop shop Hot oh, no, we not, y'all oh, If it may pop off, I'll answer the question Will I get oh, your block knocked on? Then what it is, bruh? Look out, we key up, bruh I'm in your hood your I mean, yo, if you you're a gangster, your What you here for? Somebody better get, bruh Before we get set for Say you wanna squash it, hey, what you not you steal Talkin' shit, bruh? I got a key by the three when I chirp, shout and chirp, back. Know all the bad.